The Denver Broncos transition from minicamp to waiting until training camp at the end of July. They won't be back at the team facility until then. So leading us up to training camp, we're going to begin our position preview series, taking a look at the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. Plus, we answer Broncos fans' questions here on Mailbag Monday's episode of Lockdown Broncos. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. We're going to break down all the action on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos Podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Starting things off with our Mailbag Monday with the avid listeners all across Broncos country. Hope you had an amazing week, and I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So just a reminder, this week, next week, and the week after, we're going to have three episodes per week. Once I'm back from vacation, we'll roll out back to the five episodes per week format that you're going to get all year long. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some Broncos fans' mailbag questions that they had to start off today's episode of the show. Greg Hunt starts things off by saying, what would you like to see from players during the break from mini camp to training camp. Greg, this is a great question because I actually answered this on Lockdown NFL Sunday with my host, Ross Jackson. One of the things I think a lot of people imagine players doing once mini camp ends is that they're going to keep grinding in a, in a sense of they're going to go hard. They're going to continue to work out in terms of being able to train and obviously get their bodies right, normal lifting and workouts, uh, but also some field work. But they're not going to go over the top, which you don't want to because – when you're away from the team facility, and let's say during this time where you're not expected to be at the team facility, if something happens, you get injured right before training camp. It's not good for you. It's not good for the organization. So I would imagine we're going to see several players take some time off. Like this is the last part, ladies and gentlemen, for these players to take a little bit of a break, maybe a week or even two weeks. It doesn't even hurt at this point to take one to two weeks, take care of yourself, spend time with family, go on a trip, and then come back ready to go in July. Because once you report for training camp, you are away from your family, you're at the team hotel, and you were just grinding because training camp is brutal in its own nature. And then, bam, you're right into the preseason. Then you're into the NFL season. You're not going to have much time to yourself from that time in. So take time with you and your family right now. I would like to see players take a little bit of a break. Take a step back, breathe, refocus, and try to identify, okay, what do I really want to accomplish this season? Individual goal setting is obviously always important. I would like to see players kind of take that emphasis, but you're still going to see players work. They're going to, they're going to continue to run routes. Jerry Judy, these guys are going to get together, run routes. Drew Locke's going to throw the football. Teddy Bridgewater has talked about getting together with teammates in Florida and doing something. More great opportunities for team bonding. It presents that chance there. So I, that's what I would like to see from players, Greg, because, look, yes, football is their job, but this is a time where you can actually take a little bit of a breather in between all the action, and then you can come back ready to be refocused, uh, obviously, at the end of July for training camp. It's going to be July 27th, the universal reporting date for all teams around the NFL. Not quite sure which practices are going to be open yet. I think that July 31st might be the possibility for the Broncos here. So we're going to see how everything plays out until the official announcement comes. But obviously, we'll be there at training camp. Looking forward to bringing you that coverage in person in Dove Valley. Polish Filipino says position group, non-quarterback that you are most concerned about and why. You know, to be honest with you right now, as the roster stands at 90 players, I'm not necessarily too concerned about any position. It's really hard to envision that, hey, this is a concern because I look at the Broncos at quarterback, running back, 
offensive line. I look at them, a wide receiver. They have so many depth options. Tight end is in pretty good shape right now. So I can't really see an offensive position. Defensively, look, that cornerback room is loaded. Safety room is loaded. You look at the defensive line room, it is loaded. Maybe to see who's going to be that emerging depth player behind the starters, right behind Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, McTelvin Najim. Can Shamar Steven be that guy for the Broncos? It's going to be a really solidified backup to Mike Purcell. So when Mike Purcell's off the field, you have a very competent backup in there. When he's out getting a breather, or obviously in different personnel packages, maybe the defensive line, just because there's so many on, there's so many question marks and there's so many young guys. Obviously, outside of Steven, who's a veteran in the National Football League, but you really don't know what that depth is like and what those other guys can do. So maybe that position is where I'm keeping my eye on. Linebacker, I mean, like I said, I think the Broncos are in pretty good hands with Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson, but I want to see what Justin Sternod can do, and I want to see what Baron Browning can do. So we're not going to likely see anything from Browning until training camp as he continues to deal with a little bit of a bone injury, lower leg injury that he sustained in rookie minicamp. But I, I honestly have no concerns right now because we're going to find out in training camp what position and preseason, what position I think Broncos fans maybe should be a little bit more concerned about. But when you have 90 players on the roster, it's really hard to pinpoint one specific position, my friend. Uh, but Broncos country, if you have a position you're still concerned about, let me know in the comments below on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Broncos, as we get near 4,000 subscribers. Richie Rich, from the Mile High Roundtable podcast, I had an opportunity to go on there this past week. Amazing people, amazing Broncos fans that lead a really great fan-led podcast covering the Denver Broncos. From a fan standpoint, they're not even trying to be like analysts like me, but they are literally just out there talking about things that they're passionate about as a Broncos fan. It's one of my favorite uh, fan-led podcasts that I've appeared on, so go check out the guys there. But Rich C says, Rich here from Mile High Roundtable podcast. What are the top three things the Broncos need to improve upon this season? to have a chance at winning the division and maybe a first step towards the Super Bowl. You know, Rich, thank you for your question. I think it's a great question. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the first thing is obviously quarterback play. It has to be better. It has to be more improved. And you could even bridge maybe quarterback play and offensive coordinator. Play calling has to be bridged into one gap specifically. The second thing I might touch on is the Broncos, you know, health. Can If they can stay healthy, I believe they absolutely can contend inside the division. Kansas City is obviously the top favorite right now, but Denver – I think Denver can challenge them this year. I think Denver could challenge Los Angeles. I think Denver has a really good chance right now as it stands this offseason to compete for the AFC West. It's a long road. It's going to require a lot of work and a lot of success and a lot of not making a lot of mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. But injuries are going to be a big determining factor. You know, I'd also say the third thing would have to be the offensive line, right tackle. If that right tackle, whoever it may be, whether it's Calvin Anderson, whether it's Bobby Massey, whether it's Cam Fleming or Quinn Bailey, that position has to be solid. You have to have a player at that position that can help out against the run, get to the next level quickly, and that can also help in pass protection more consistently. Rather than having one guy at the position like the Broncos had last year where one guy was good at pass blocking and the other guy was good at run blocking. And so you have to have a guy that can maybe fit the mold of being able to do both and so I think that's going to be a big determining factor those are the three things in my opinion that the Broncos need to improve on if they're going to have a chance at winning the division the AFC West this upcoming season so Rich thank you for that our final question on today's mailbag Monday episode lockdown Broncos comes from dispensary king if Rodgers doesn't end up at Bronco what is your projected finish for the team uh, you know to be honest with you my friend I, I don't get too much in the whole projections record predictions anything like that just not my place because I, I believe that the nature of the game needs to be evaluated week by week. So week one to week two to week three to week four. I can't look too far ahead. Organizations never do that. It's really hard for me to project maybe where they're going to finish. I do think that Denver has the potential. Regardless, you look, if Aaron Rodgers is somehow traded to the Broncos, I think Denver becomes an odds-on perennial favorite to contend for the Super Bowl. 
That's just how much Aaron Rodgers would elevate the Broncos. If Rodgers is not up on the Denver Broncos, I think whether you're with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, if the run game's good, the defense is good, the Broncos have a chance to compete for the division, maybe for a wild card spot. And then we could talk about how everything else boils down to once you're in the playoffs, it's what you do then, how you can get there. But I think that's really where I project the Broncos finish. I think they have the potential to be a playoff team this year, but a lot of it's going to boil down to the three things I mentioned in Rich's question that he had asked me. So, Broncos country, thank you so much for your Monday mailbag questions. You can always send it to me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, to my email, Cody at CodyRourkeNFL.com. Send me your Broncos questions. I'll respond. I'll answer here on the show and also in writing and in person. But with that said, Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our quarterback position preview leading up to NFL training camp. We're focusing on the offensive side of the ball first. Then we're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here in a couple of weeks. Starting things off here with quarterback, we're going to get the running back tomorrow and then wide receivers on Wednesday as we only have three episodes per week. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, betonline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you have the NBA Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals going on. You can track all the action at BetOnline. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Getting into the quarterback position preview leading up to NFL training camp, we know the storylines for this position are quarterback competition. Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. That's been the talk of the entire offseason. Not necessarily the Locke versus Bridgewater, but quarterback in general has been the conversation point amongst Broncos fans. And now we're going to focus on that position exclusively here on today's episode of the show as we take a look at the position, the players who are at the position, and then we're going to get into the conversation as to maybe projections and overall productivity for the roster and also their on-field product, whoever it may be. So taking a look first at the players at that position, Drew Locke. We know the storylines for Drew entering his third season in the National Football League. The important factor for him, all eyes are on him this offseason from the fan standpoint, from the national media, from the local media. It has to be Drew Locke's year. Drew Locke has to turn in a great performance in training camp and also in the preseason to be awarded the starting job. And if he's awarded the starting job, he also has to contribute and he has to eliminate the mistakes that have hindered him in his production in the last one and a half seasons when he's had an opportunity. Drew Locke has just played barely over 17 games as a starting quarterback for the Broncos. Yes, not a big enough sample size, but also the Broncos are at a point as a franchise where they can't wait and hope that Drew Locke is going to get it. They have to be able to see that progress and that jump this year. Is the expectation for Drew to be like a Josh Allen-like jump? And I think it's the easiest way to set yourself up for disappointment as fans because if Drew Locke doesn't have an MVP-type season that Josh Allen had in his third year, everybody is going to say, well, he sucked. It, you know, it didn't work out this way. Here's the reality. Drew Locke just needs to play better football from the standpoint, eliminating the turnovers, right? Eliminating the interceptions, increasing your touchdown productivity. If Drew Locke has a better touchdown to interception ratio and a better accuracy point to where the Broncos, they're winning games because of his performance. That is all you need to measure, right? It's not about having 45 touchdowns to 10 interceptions on a season. You have to win football games from the quarterback position. So if Drew 
is the starting quarterback. And if his play is leading to wins based on what he's doing at that position, combined with the running game, combined with how the defense is playing, the Broncos will be fine. The Broncos will continue to roll with Drew Locke. It's not about having these magical MVP-type numbers. Now, if he does that, that's great, but that's an anomaly. I think everybody's expectation and focus is that Drew has to have a 45-touchdown to 10-interception ratio this year or else he's not going to be the guy. How about this? If Drew Locke throws 28 touchdowns and let's say even 10 interceptions or even 14 interceptions, he's going to have more touchdowns than he does interceptions. Yes, you want him to cut down. Ideally, you'd love a quarterback. The elite quarterbacks, the really good quarterbacks, they have under 10 interceptions in a season. But the reality of the game is this is a passing league now. So the more passing attempts that you have, the more risks you're going to have to throw a pick. But if you're amplifying that with more touchdowns, then it's a balanced carryover effect there. So That's my thought process here on Drew Locke. But now let's look at his counterpart in Teddy Bridgewater, the Broncos who traded for him the day before the NFL draft. It created all this speculation. Are the Broncos out on quarterback? Well, we all know that Trey Lance was the number one target for the Broncos in this year's NFL draft. The San Francisco 49ers, they put a kibosh on that. They took him with the third overall pick. And the Broncos at that point did not have Justin Fields higher on their board. They were not as sold on him as fans were, as most media members were at that point in time. So that's why they went with Pat Sertan out of Alabama and yes it's a move that many Broncos fans are going to look back on and say hey what if Justin Fields pans out in Chicago does that mean he's going to pan out in Denver probably not we have no idea that's the nature of the beast environment system play calling talent around you personnel all that stuff matters and you can make the argument Denver probably has the better personnel on the offensive side of the ball than Chicago does so yes there's always going to be that hindsight argument especially if Fields goes on to have success but Teddy Bridgewater a veteran quarterback option that has Been around. I mean, obviously a starting caliber guy for the Minnesota Vikings when he was there with George Payton, and then he had the brutal knee injury. That really put his career in jeopardy. He came out to be a backup for the New York Jets and also the New Orleans Saints, and then previously became the starter for the Carolina Panthers in the 2020 NFL season for Teddy Bridgewater. The thing that I think a lot of people are pinpointing on him, if he beats out Drew Locke, people aren't optimistic that the Broncos can be good. I understand the concern in terms of Broncos fans' thoughts, but Teddy Bridgewater has been a guy that's been proven to be able to manage games. And I said it in a couple episodes, Lockdown Broncos, last week, that if Teddy Bridgewater does win the starting job, big if, if he can manage the game, if he can move the ball downfield, convert on third down, and take some chances from time to time, because you absolutely have to with the talent that Denver has. With Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, there is no excuse why the Broncos don't test downfield more in 2021, whether it's with Teddy at quarterback, whether it's with Drew, whether it's with the unicorn, whether it's from Uncle Rico, they have to take shots downfield. So for Teddy's game, he said in a press conference in a mandatory minicamp that he believes that that's an area of his game that's overlooked, but he's always been a guy that's going to take what the defense gives him. Teddy Bridgewater, if he is named the starting quarterback, in my opinion, he has to manage the game, but he also has to be a guy that can take the Broncos to the next level. What is that going to look like? It can't just be, okay, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw short on, you know, third and seven. I'm not going to throw it five yards. I'm going to take a shot in the middle of the field. I'm going to take a shot downfield. Denver has to have that dynamic there. And I think that Teddy Bridgewater can provide that. His veteran ability, his leadership has been unquestioned by so many people around the NFL. That's been a value to him. With the New Orleans Saints, when he started for Drew Brees, who had the injury, he went 5-0. and He had a strong run game. He also had a strong defense. And he also put them in a position to make some pretty good plays with his arm, including taking some shots downfield. So Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be one of those focal points there. The competition is going to be focused on he and Drew. But the final quarterback that we're going to talk about here for the Broncos, Brett Rippon. And look, I think that Brett Rippon has a bright future in this league as a backup quarterback. He is one of the smartest players 
out there. He's got a great rapport with all the receivers in that receiver room, and he's also considered a great teammate amongst Broncos players and inside the organization. They really like Brett Rippon. I think that Brett Rippon has a future on this football team, whether he is a career backup or whether he somehow gets an opportunity to go to some other team at some point down the road and start. He has these traits to him. Look, he doesn't have the strongest arm in comparison, but he will take shots downfield. I thought that when Brett Rippon came in for the Broncos last year, being thrust in that situation, he gave them some spark against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, he threw an interception, but he was nine for nine at one point. He was dishing a diamond. He was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. He was identifying pre-snap where the blitz was coming from, and he was throwing against the blitz. The cardinal rule is wherever they're blitzing from, you want to throw to that side because there's going to be vacant space in the open field. Brett did that. Yes, the New York Jets game, he threw several interceptions trying to make plays. That's inexperience, but he also made a lot of plays for that team in that game as well. So don't discount Brett Rippon. I think he's got a bright future as a backup for the Broncos. Phenomenal teammate. Couldn't say anything better about him as it stands today. According to players that I've spoken to and people inside the Broncos organization, I think we're going to see Brett Rippon get some opportunities in some of these preseason games while the focus is going to be on Drew and Teddy. I think Broncos fans absolutely 110% need to keep an eye on Brett Rippon because he's going to be a future long-term backup. I think for the Broncos, they really, really value him unless they want to give him an opportunity to go elsewhere. I think Brett Rippon's going to have a role on this team in some way, shape, or form inside the locker room, inside that position room. So keep an eye on that. We talked about guys like Chase Daniel across the NFL. Brett Rippon might be the next Chase Daniel. So keep an eye on that. I, I know it m- might not even sound like much, but Chase Daniel's leadership qualities, his ability to step in if needed, have been impeccable around the NFL. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our roster projections about the quarterback position. We're going to maybe get into some productivity projections as well and our final thoughts on the Broncos quarterback position heading into training camp. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show that's a good friends over there at Built Bar and rockauto.com. With Built Bar, they're the best tasting protein bar on the market. The bars, they contain nine delicious flavors, including the limited time offer. There is a flavor for everybody. My personal favorite is the peanut butter brownie. I love Built Bar because they taste great. They're also covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew. Not only are they great tasting, but they are also healthy for you. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com. Using promo code LOCKED15 at checkout, that's going to get you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And our good friends over there at RockAuto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts that you'd need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts in their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are also reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you can need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Jumping into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, we are close to 4,000 subscribers 
on YouTube. We are going to do a jersey giveaway once we get to 4K. So one lucky listener of the show and also a subscriber here on the YouTube channel will be able to get their hands on a Broncos jersey, either one that I have that I have yet to give away. And I will purchase a men or women's jersey for whoever wins the jersey of the player of their choice. We'll be able to get that for you as well. But thank you so much for taking time out of your day to support Lockdown Broncos. Let's get into a conversation. Finishing things up here about the Broncos quarterback competition and training camp overall projections and 2021 overview. The thing that we're going to look at here from a production standpoint, let's talk about it as if these players are the starters. If Drew Locke is the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos here in 2021, I think he has an opportunity if he can stay healthy and if he can limit the mistakes that he's made in terms of processing and throwing the ball into tight windows that are heavily covered by the way I think that Drew Locke has an opportunity to accelerate himself in a productive role for the Broncos I think that really we could see him get to the point where he has 25 plus touchdowns on the season he's got to get to that point he has to take that next step in that regard and I don't want Broncos fans to look and I know it's easy but please don't try to compare him to Josh Allen and what Josh Allen did because you're going to set yourself up for failure as I told you earlier if Drew Locke can accelerate himself I think we just need to focus on that progression and that growth as is but I think that of Drew Locke, and these are things that he has to do in order to reach this peak, if he eliminates the turnovers at the rate that he turns the ball over, and if he increases the, the opportunities where he doesn't force the ball into those tight windows, I think Drew Locke has an opportunity to surpass 25 touchdowns on the season. I also think he has a chance to maybe get to 35, 3,800 yards passing on a year. I mean, there's a chance he can get to 4,000, but that's a little bit of a reach comparison to what we've seen from him so far. However, if he can piece together what we know he can do, what he has displayed flashes of, that is attainable for Drew Locke and the Broncos. Now, in terms of Teddy Bridgewater, I think for Bridgewater, the goal, as I mentioned, if he is the starting quarterback for the Broncos, you're not expecting Teddy Bridgewater to come out and throw for 3,500 yards. I think he could get to 3,500 yards or that 3,200, 3,500 range, but I also think he can be efficient, specifically on third down, specifically in the red zone. He can be accurate. He can also use his legs to make some plays for the Broncos. I think he can get to a point where if he can get the Broncos to punch the ball in in the red zone, increasing that percentage by at least 4 or 5% in comparison to years prior, Denver's going to be much better. Rely heavily on the run game, rely on the strong defense behind you, and take chances from time to time because you have the talent and the personnel to be able to do it. Teddy Bridgewater could be productive in that sense for the Broncos if, in fact, he does beat out Drew Locke for the team's starting quarterback position in training camp here at the end of July throughout the NFL preseason. The preseason is a whole nother metric that we're going to be looking at specifically as you're going against other teams. We're going to break down what the quarterbacks do well, what they don't do well, and we're going to factor in maybe how that projects into who's going to be the starter. I don't think the Broncos will announce a starter probably leading up to the week one opener against the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. I think they're going to take some time. Might be shortly after that third preseason game, but it's going to be ongoing from that standpoint, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio and other projections of fits too. Let's talk about Brett Rippon. I don't think that we're going to see Brett Rippon on the field for the Broncos in 2021, barring some big time injury to one of the quarterbacks. I think that we're going to see Brett Rippon really continue to take a step, learn the system, keep developing as a quarterback, continue to be that great leader, especially as the quarterbacks are coming off the field. There's nobody more plugged in than Brett Rippon. One thing too, that Brett really helped out with Drew last year and not nobody's going to talk about this except me probably but the fact is that drew lock would come off the field and brett rippon and obviously mike shula they would talk with drew lock and brett would say hey i'm looking at the the tape on the sideline obviously on the tablet their safeties are doing this. Like he factors in that feedback to Drew Locke. Now, is Drew going to take that? You know, I think he's going to listen. Those two have a really good relationship with one another. They have a really great bond inside that locker room and also off the field between Drew and also Brett. So I think that 
Brett Rippon does have a valuable role. He might have a future, too, when his playing career is done to be a coach in the NFL. He might be a quarterback coach. He's a damn good one at that. But I just don't think we're going to see him on the field in 2021, barring some significant circumstances. The Broncos don't want those significant circumstances impacting their football team here in 2021. But Broncos country, that will conclude today's episode of the show. Please let me know what you thought of what we talked about in the comment section down below on YouTube. If you love the show, if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, make sure you hit that follower, that subscribe button, because we bring you daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage all year long in audio and video format. Also on social media, you can follow me at Cody Rourke and a fail follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on all the social media pages. But in the meantime, to Broncos country, just a reminder, the rest of this week, next week, and the week after that, we will have three episodes per week as I'm going on vacation. We've got them all planned out. we got some crossover episodes with the AFC West Divisional Rivals, and we continue our position breakdown overview on tomorrow's episode of the show with running backs, Wednesday is going to be wide receivers. And then the following week, it's going to be tight ends, offensive guards, and offensive tackles. We're going to break that down all on Lockdown Broncos so you know what to expect in the coming weeks and months ahead here on the show. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. Looking forward to talking with you all tomorrow all across Broncos country.